You're listening to The Professional Podcast, hosted by the Blue Collar Consulting Group. All right, everyone. Hello again. My name is Gary Roth, the host of The Professional Podcast, brought to you by my company, the Blue Collar Consulting Group. I am really excited to be on the show again today, and the more I think about it, the more I need to have more people on the show. I need to do some type of, I don't know, live interview, because I think that's the real key to having a great podcast. I know you guys just love the sound of my silky smooth voice, but one of these days I'm going to have to bring in a partner and really tear it up. Might even be more entertaining, but until then, you'll just have to trudge along with me and listen to my incredibly helpful advice. So look, it is December 2019, and you know the new year is just right around the corner. Sometimes the new year includes getting a new job, getting a new career. Maybe it's the time that you take a chance on yourself and look for a different job, or maybe you look for a better job or a a promotion, whatever the case may be. Uh, We're going to talk about how to write a really great resume and some of the things you already know, some of the things you might not know, some of the things have changed. A lot of things have changed. And like I said earlier, it is 2019, and so if you're trying to write a resume from 1985, you're probably going to put yourself at a huge disadvantage. But the good news is you don't have to be hyper creative. There are millions upon millions of templates out there for you to use. And the old adages that you might have been used to probably don't apply anymore. So we're going to cover some six basic truths and then we're going to dig into 10 more tips. So listen, if you've got a pen and paper handy, you may want to grab it. I'll wait. Oh wait, you probably should have already had it. But anyway, just kidding. So listen, we are going to get right into it. But before we do, you know that we've got to take a little ad break. I appreciate you folks that stick around, try to get this thing out of the way, and we'll come right back and get right into it. All right? I look forward to hearing from you. Come right back. You're listening to The Professional Podcast with Gary Roth. You're listening to The Professional Podcast, the best self-improvement podcast on the planet. All right, and we are back. Again, this is the professional podcast hosted by yours truly, Gary Roth, founder of the Blue Collar Consultant Group. We are talking about a good resume. And more importantly, how to write a great resume. So let's start off with six universal rules. Thank you so much for Indeed.com for providing these. I will try my best to kind of expand on them and make them very practical. Now, the biggest thing that you need to look at when constructing your resume is you need to have a game plan. And the game plan is really quite simple. You need to cover all the basics, okay? Your name, your contact information, relevant work experience, relevant education, relevant training, and of course, relevant skills, all right? These are some very basic things that you need to include, all right? So we're gonna cover the basics, all right? Now, a lot of times, and this is going to be this is going to be covered later on the basics are actually covered in the job description so don't you know don't think that you have to come up with a lot of stuff on your own i have always found that it is best to be responsive to the job description itself so keep this in mind that we are going to build a basic resume but a basic resume is going to build a be a fancy resume 9 times out of 10 because let me tell you where this comes from and before we start getting into the note taking i worked for wells fargo corporate in st louis for quite a while before i returned to the army and let me tell you this horrific story number one 
If you have 100 people applying for one job, which was often the case, hiring screeners, recruiters, quote unquote recruiters, wasn't recruiting, we would be looking for ways to throw out resumes. That was our first job, was to get rid of as many of them as they can. When I tell that story, people are like are horrified. Oh my gosh, you're disqualifying people for no reason. No. How in the world can you interview 100 people for one position? We were instructed to get that down to less than 10. And let me tell you, it was incredibly difficult. Now, we're going to get into how to beat that here in a little bit. All right, but let's get back to the basic, the six truths, the universal rules for writing a resume. Here's another one. Look at other resumes for inspiration. Google is your friend. All right, Google and Microsoft Word are going to be incredible assets as you work on your resume. You could literally type in resume, comma, whatever career field you're trying to get into. All right, it does not have to be uh, fancy. It doesn't have to have color. It certainly, certainly doesn't have to have your picture on it. Don't fall into the fads and the trends and all that other stuff. A solid resume is something that is timeless and something that you can use throughout the rest of your career, the rest of your working life, okay, at the beginning or at the end. It's a living document. It should change as you change, right? And it's always a good idea. I am in the active duty army, and I still keep an accurate, up-to-date resume, all right? It's very important. So, you know, look at other templates. Google is your friend. Uh, the third kind of universal rule, use as few words as possible, all right? You, you just can't overdo it with your words. Don't be wordy. You want to use bullet comments. You want to use facts and data and figures, all right? You want to use those as much as you can. And that goes into a great rule. Should your resume be one, two, three pages? A resume should never be more than two pages. Never. I, you know, I just don't understand where a three-page resume would be appropriate. The best thing to do is to have a one-page resume because a one-page resume does a lot for you. Number one, it forces you to put the best information first, and it forces you to cut out the fluff, all right? It forces you to cut out stupid things like an objective statement. It forces you to cut out stupid job descriptions like you worked a cash register. Come on. You've got to put in the stuff that is appropriate for the job that's going to make you stand out, all right? So remember, you have to use as few words as possible. you got to make it easy for a hiring manager to just give it the once-over, and you got to have your good stuff stand out. So you have to quantify, and here's I just kind of mentioned it earlier. Number four is you got to quantify those accomplishments. you got to quantify those achievements, right? Like you didn't just improve the store. You improved the store in a fiscal year by 28% in a sales increase, all right? Uh, one of the great things I did personally when I was an Army recruiting station commander is that I improved production over 24 months by 214%. So I can prove the data that I have, right? So like if you trained 14 employees in six months, and you increased the store revenue by 118%. Those are literally, definitely the things that you need to do on there. And then knowing this ahead of time, you should be looking for ways to quantify your achievements while you're working the job that you have, right? So like look for things like error-free documents, 
um, you know, prompt return phone calls, you know, number of posts on social media, number of widgets created per shift, number of employees trained, number of employees managed, right? Improved, uh, you know, efficiencies, lowered costs, you know, improved capacity. Whatever things changed, improved. You were on the team that improved work through time by 48 minutes and, you know, per day. That is big stuff. Think of ways that you can describe yourself, your achievements with physical numbers, okay? Numbers, facts, and figures are hard to deny, all right? You've got to make sure it's quantified, all right? That's where that comes from, quantified, all right? So, and then the other general rule is those keywords that are right off the job description. I think we're probably going to hit this again uh, in the second half here, but look, if a job description requires you to have Microsoft Word, you need to put on there, you know how to use Microsoft Word. Here's a great example from when I was recruiting for Wells Fargo. They would send in resumes on a Word document, literally proving that they know how to use Word, but they didn't put it on their resume. And if knowledge of Microsoft Word was required for the job position, and 50 out of 100 did not specifically list that on their resume, they would be thrown out. And then I would be looking for typing speed or certifications or whatever else. And if they were not listed in the resume, they had to go. We were not allowed to draw conclusions. My guess is that more companies are like this than not. So if you are drafting your resume, it needs to include the exact words of the job description. If it says you need to type 50 words a minute or more, then you should type, <laughs> let them know how many words per minute you type. If you type 70 words per minute, put that on there. If you type 45 words per minute, you are not qualified for the job. Don't lie, don't apply. All right? It's one of these things that you need to be very strategic and tactful with what you do. If you have the skill, put it on your resume if they want it in the job description. If they require Microsoft Word and you know how to use Microsoft Word, put it on there. If they don't require Microsoft Excel, don't put it on there. Save that space for something else. My point is simply this. You need to be matching the job description so that you can make it past those automated filters and those screeners like what I was. All right, that is a universal truth. Make sure you read the job description. Make sure your resume matches. Number six, look, proofread it several times. Have somebody else read it to make sure you're not misspelling anything. If you're younger, have your mother do it. Uh, my mother was raised by a Catholic school teacher in central Missouri. So she was very good at grammar and spelling and sentence structure and active voice and all these wonderful things. I was very fortunate. Uh, and she was a secretary for the state of Missouri for over 30 years when she died. So my mother knew her stuff. She was a very trusted resource with resumes and documents and things like that. I don't know if she enjoyed it, but she certainly did it for me. Chances are, you know a teacher or a librarian or a professor or an English major or somebody that could take a few minutes and look over your resume for you. Do not be afraid to ask them to look it over. Catch those typos, catch those misspellings. You're not asking them to look at your format 
or your job qualifications or anything else, just spelling, just grammar, just things, <laughs> you know, things like that. So make sure, make sure that you look it over. And here's another bonus truth, all right? Here's a bonus truth. Don't apply for a job you're not qualified for, okay? If you have it, use it. If you don't, don't. Just just don't lie because it'll come out in the end. You'll end up being embarrassed. You could end up causing damage to your career. It could really hurt you in the long run for other jobs, other careers, even advancements down the road. It is a small world out there, so don't think that you can just skate by and not have your you know, previous indiscretions catch up with you because guess what? They usually do. All right, so again, look for those keywords. You know, look for, excuse me, uh, what you want to do is make sure you cover all the basics, all right? Relevant skills, contact information, relevant work, and don't forget volunteer experience. That's very important. And then, of course, education, certifications, and licenses. Make sure you look at other templates. Be concise. That means use as few words as possible. Quantify those accomplishments. Use the keywords that are using for in their descriptions. And then proofread, proofread, proofread. All right? So, again, let's hammer home the keywords in the job postings. All right? Again, there are going to be keywords that you need to look for. Coding, compliance, management, right? Like qualification, bachelor's degree, bachelor of arts degree in XYZ, certification in this, certification in that. You should be matching that job description. Let me give you a bonus tip. What I recommend is that you leave a space on your resume that is completely flexible called skills and qualifications or special skills or qualifications, whatever you want to call it. That is where you list the qualifications for the job that you are applying for. You can leave your experience down there. You can leave your education on there, blah, 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 whatever. But have a section that is made to be changed to match that job description. And then look, you know, carefully review this stuff. You should not be shotgun blasting your resume everywhere. Be specific, all right? Have a little have a little integrity and make sure that you're applying to the proper job that you are qualified for. So, you know, like I say, have some integrity, do the work, make sure that you're matching those keywords, all right? And like I said before, look, you got to look at other examples in your industry, right? Google is your friend. Look up engin civil engineering resume. Look up legal assistant resume, right? If you are applying at jobs and people don't know who you are, you don't want to be the whack job that has yellow and blue in your picture on a resume for like a legal clerk position, right? What they're looking for is numbers, typing speed, certifications, security clearance, all these types of things, right? You have to have numbers on your resume. If your resume doesn't have any numbers, I feel sorry for you because it's not going to be as powerful as somebody that is. If you said you improved production numbers, okay, that's great. But if you said you improved efficiency by 14% over the first three quarters of the fiscal year, bam, that's legit. All right, that's not fluff. In the Army, we have these things called NCOERs, Non-Commissioned Officer Evaluation Reports. They will kick back your evaluation report if it does not have quantifiable data. Trained 14 soldiers, you know, 32 soldiers in the company, shot expert on the shoot on the rifle range, right? Improved physical fitness scores by 22 points on average in the first quarter, right? Numbers. 
and 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 you see it in and out you see people writing down or providing their relevant job experience which is good but they don't have numbers worked a cash register answered phones that is ridiculous my friends thousands of people answer phones every day and that's exactly how they do it you don't need to be bland be specific right be innovative for crying out loud you know if you changed the greeting script then say like improved telephone greeting for company that resulted in multiple compliments in the first six months or improved customer satisfaction by 14 percent last year right numbers 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 second best performer in the company second highest commissions uh, across the the team whatever numbers 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 make it brief be concise use bullet comments the job the job title the years you were there whatever bullet comments bullet one bullet comment is nothing more than like that dot and then the, the statement right bullet one manage a team of 38 people and improved efficiency by 98 percent uh sold 14,000 widgets last year increasing of six percent from the year before right numbers my friends numbers served 18,000 customers in the first three months a company record stand out with your achievements if you don't have achievements that's a great wake-up call if you can't talk about yourself in numbers on your resume what the flip are you doing at your job you are just a cog in a machine stand out my friends stand out look let's talk about fonts for a second right Arial, times new roman calibri cambria whatever they're the default fonts on times or on microsoft word that's fine don't go crazy with fonts you do not need fancy fonts unless you're doing a graphic design resume then it's going to be way different anyway but for 99 percent of us you don't need a special font something clear something professional 10 11 12 point it should be consistent all the way across you know your name can be a little bit bigger your section headings can be a little bit bigger but remember be consistent take advantage of your space you don't want to have a lot of blank space and you don't want it super overly crowded that it's hard to read again ask a friend they can take a good look at it all right clear readable font make it look professional no cursive no funky fonts no comic sans all right if it looks boring good because you need to convey information don't run the risk of getting your thing thrown out because somebody can't read monotype corsova all right don't don't mess around most relevant information most important information first if you are weak on education like maybe you only have a I don't know an associate's degree or a certificate but you have amazing experience and achievements you're gonna put your work experience first you have to lead with what's strongest now if they require a special certification you're going to put that up front you're gonna put that in your special skills section XYZ whatever that's what you're gonna do right start with your strong uh, end with your weakest thing all right, you have to make sure it's relevant to the employer. If they want a bachelor's degree in marketing and you have a bachelor's degree in marketing, put that on your freaking resume near the top. All right, if you have a bachelor, if you have a master's in marketing and you were summa cum laude in your college, congrats, put that near the top. That is a specific 
an impressive achievement. You need to let that stand out. If you just made it, remember like the last person in medical school, they still call them doctor. So you need to make sure that that's ranked in there based on importance and relevance. If they don't require a bachelor's degree and they want certain certifications like maybe computer programming or CNC drafting or whatever else, that's what you lead with, right? Like follow the job description, see what's most important because on the job description, they will tell you what's most important first. Guess what? Your resume should show what's most important first. Hmm, how about that? Okay, active language right? These are great words. It goes back to being specific. Achieved, earned, completed, accomplished, all right? These are the types of things that, uh, the types of words that you need to use, right? So led multiple team-based projects and effectively coordinated group tasks of teams with more than 14 people. If they need you to lead teams of 10 people and you've led teams with 14 people, guess what? You're qualified, how do they know that unless you tell them because that's what they are looking for? Please, take it simple, right? It's super easy. You can do this because you've done it before. You can do this because you have this training. You can do this because you have this education, right? Prove to them why they should hire you. You need to call attention to those important achievements, right? Like if you improve production by 314%, that needs to be on there, my friends. All right, some people might even have like an achievements or skills section, but I say you roll that into your job experience. That's what I think. So look, you know, don't have, obviously, look, and I can't believe I have to say this, but I've seen it. Don't have a section for something with nothing in it. Like if you don't have any education, guess what? Please don't have an education section. That's just gonna be, it's gonna be ludicrous and it's gonna point to the fact that you don't have education which can be seen as a negative in a lot of people's minds, right? So look, dude, ladies, men, everyone in between, keep your integrity, keep your honesty, only have things that you actually have on there. Don't draw attention to things you don't have, right? If you don't have any special certifications, don't have a certification section. If you don't have, like I said earlier, if you don't have education, don't have education section. It's really quite simple. Don't draw attention to something you don't have. All right. And again, and this is especially important if you're just starting out. It's okay if you only have job experience right now. It's okay if you only have a high school diploma. That's okay. Just find those things in there that make you stand out. Like if you received an award, if you were, you know, the, the top waiter for the, the last month, if you had more tips as a bartender than anybody else, put that on there, my friends. Highlight yourself. It's okay. It's what you need to do in order to stand out. And standing out is a good thing. Uh, Indeed.com makes a point of appropriate margins, right? Don't go crazy with a lot of white space, all right? You don't um, you don't want to have huge margins. I know some people go crazy with like two-inch margin. No, no, no. Inch margins all the way around. That's all you need, right? One-inch margins, easy. Uh, finally, obviously, hey, look, uh, proofread and edit, my friends. You, uh, you, you don't have to freaking... Look, you know somebody, all right? Sorry, I got a little tongue-tied there. You know somebody that can read over your resume. Even if it's a friend that has similar education, at least let somebody look at it. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, they'll do it. Look, go to a community college, go to a school, talk to a freaking uh, English major, talk to a teacher, talk to the principal and say, hey, listen, can maybe one of the teachers just help me out here? Chances are they'll do it, all right? Chances are they'll do it. 
you need a unique resume. I don't care what, you know, look, I don't care what you hear. Your resume should not be the same resume for every job that you have. Read the job description, man. Like, why don't people do that? If they tell you they want XYZ, put on their XYZ, man. It's really that simple. And it blows my mind how many people will leave off critical requirements that are literally required for the job. Help us out, right? Help us out. Look, do you need a purpose statement on your resume? No. I Unless your resume is like desperately lacking information, why would you have put a purpose statement on there or an objective? You don't need an objective. That's what a cover letter is for. We'll cover cover letter some other time or shit. Just Google it. There are so many cover letter templates out there on the planet. It's unreal. Thousands upon thousands are available for you to modify. Not use as they are, but to modify. All right. It's really easy to stand out by using a good template, being professional, make sure there's no errors on there, and then just simply giving them what they want, right? And then finally too, hey look, if you're listing your job descriptions, it's like what I said before. Accomplishments are more important than what you did there. Unless you're using a highly specialized piece of equipment, maybe like a Da Vinci laser robotics surgery system, you would list that. But if you ran a cash register, come on, man. Put that under cash register skills or something, but don't put that as something on your job description. Put it with, you know, dealt with hundreds of customers every single day, right? Um, handled over $14,000 in cash transactions. That's what you do. Like if you worked at Taco Bell, how much cash, how much money came through your register? $8,000, $12,000, regularly handled upwards of $12,000 per shift in cash transactions. Do you know how many people are putting out on their resume? None. You can stand out with that alone. So look, read this again, listen to this again, share it with your friends that's looking for a job, that high schooler, that college grad, you guys need to hear this because this is the kind of stuff that employers are looking for. This is the kind of stuff you're going to need if you want to get a great job and get started on an amazing career, all right? Or if you're wanting to improve your career, or if you're wanting to start a career, or change, or whatever else. You need to have a great resume. And what I've talked about here today is just the start. But the good news about this podcast, and I know I'm long-winded today, you follow these steps, you'll get the job that you want. Maybe not every single time, but eventually you'll get the job that you want because you're going to give them the information they require, it's going to be professional, and you're not going to put yourself at a disadvantage with misspellings or irrelevant information. You're going to get that job because you were good enough, here comes Stuart Smalley, you're smart enough, and you give them what they want. And you talk about what you've done that's amazing while everybody else is talking about how many phone calls they answered, right? Come on now, stand out. Listen, my name is Gary Roth, I'm the host of The Professional Podcast, I am grateful and humbled that you have chosen to listen today, and I hope that you continue to tune in. Share this episode with somebody because it's probably going to help them out. Uh, if you have any questions, shoot me a message or tag me in anything on Twitter, blue underscore leadership. I would also really love for you to follow along on Instagram, blue collar consulting. I use motivational and uh, military themed motivational, motivational, motivational graphics. 
that are sure to spruce up your social media feed. So remember, we choose what we see on social media. Tell somebody you love them today, and I can't wait to have you on the next episode. Go out there and get that best resume that you can. All right, see you later.